Welcome to episode 40 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we cover Equilibrium from 2002. This week's edition of the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie, and I'm Kyle, and we're here to talk about Equilibrium in our ongoing "The World Is About to End" series of movies. <laughs> Dystopian, bleak, depressing. <laughs> These movies have never terrified me more so than they do right now. <laughs> yeah, again, we're not we're we're staying out of politics. We're not going to compare to everything that's going on right now in the world. It's it's pretty scary with these movies, but we got karate and we got guns yeah I, I, thankfully this movie is a little bit different than the other three and that it's a little bit more fun this yeah. is the first of, well sorry that's a lie because brave new world was a lot of fun just because how quirky and, and whatnot it was but this is the first film that's like yes there is all the dystopian sci-fi futuristic yeah. takes on society but it's mainly an action film yeah about that, that gun stuff is there yeah gun kata yeah oh, that stuff is there you know, I think that the gun kata is the main aspect yeah. of the film and everything else is just kind of like there to keep it moving. But um, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, so, okay, we'll, we'll get into it. But I have this theory that like no matter what movie Sean Bean's in, he dies, right? Oh, yeah, like, that, that's the ongoing Is joke. there any movie that he doesn't die in? Maybe like... Um, yeah, there is one... <laughs> yeah. Which is sad because he's done like 60 Was movies. Was it like, and the, it's like uh, Leon? No, um, Ronan maybe? Yeah, and that one he gets kicked out of the group, yeah. so he might as well just die. <laughs> he might as well just I go. I think that's about himself. it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is like one other. I know this is like an, an ongoing joke, and it's been a big thing. Like, and I think it was like someone trying to come up with uh, the movie, but um, I'm sure there's one. But yeah. you're right; that is kind of his his thing. Not to give any spoilers, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sean Bean, though, he's great. But we'll get into it in a little bit. Uh, so how's everything, Maddie? Anything exciting going on in your life? You know what? Nothing too exciting. Nothing too exciting. I haven't really watched anything cool. Actually, I watched No Country for Old Men. Okay, nice. Dude, I forgot how great this movie actually is. Who's that? Javier Bardem? Yeah, yeah, Javier he Bardem. He and... is insanely creepy in this movie. Oh, he's great in it. He is so villainous. Well, this is the first movie. I mean, he was around before then, but mm-hmm. this is the first movie where everyone kind of took notice. And, yeah. And then, even judge- with that really weird haircut, he oh, yeah. is terrifying. Well, that's to me what makes. You know, it, it, it shows what good writing. Yeah. And if you set up a good villain. It doesn't even matter how goofy he looks. That guy is scarier than anyone. Right? It shows you uh, what he a good such film a sociopath in this movie. Like whoever gets in his way, he is just 
taking people out with like a silent shotgun the entire movie. Oh, and that like oh his the coin, air gun which is terrifying and and like how much have you lost in, like a coin and he yeah. flips it. Well, this is a film too. I mean, again, Josh Brolin was around, but this is a film yeah. too. Kind of like this led to his resurgence, and now you know he's been in like oh, it two is of the a bigger summer films of Josh year. Brolin, yeah. right? <laughs> which is awesome because yeah. I've always liked Josh Brolin yeah. going back to the Goonies days. Yeah. Uh, he's always a guy that seemed kind of likable, and he's always. Mm-hmm. You know, he he didn't I do guess, a lot of great uh, movies Sicario for a while is coming there. Out soon too, isn't yeah, it? the sequel yet. He didn't do a lot of great wait, movies wait for a, a while there, but so this entire summer is a summer of Josh Brolin, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah, Sicario, yeah. Uh, Deadpool two. Yeah, is he in Han Solo? Maybe. No, Infinity <laughs> yeah. uh, Infinity War though. Oh, crazy. But yeah, he he's a guy that's always done a lot of he's done a lot of movies and not necessarily great films, mm-hmm. but he's always kind of decent. In yeah, I find. Um, I still haven't seen Jonah Hex though. I, I, did you? Ever no, check I haven't seen that. The reviews kind of turned me off. Yeah, time, but uh, uh, the opinions on that that one, came but. out pretty much the same year as like a Space Cowboys or not Space Cowboys, Cowboys versus Aliens. aliens yeah. yeah, which I liked that film. Did you? That's yeah. a Favreau film, right? Yeah, John Favreau directed it. Starred uh, uh, James, James Bond. Bond, Daniel Craig, and Harrison Ford, and bunch of other uh, wasn't Sam Rockwell in there oh was he yeah the, I might have to give this one a shot to be honest with yeah, you yeah I don't want to turn it to the Cowboys versus yeah. Aliens episode but I remember that's a movie that like it came out and everyone it's one of those films if you go in with the right expectations like by the time it had come out I had already heard how terrible it was yeah. it was the worst movie of the year and it was a big flop and everything so I just like went into it saying like I like Harrison Ford and I don't know I'm, I'm fine with aliens mm-hmm. and cowboys and, and I, I don't know I, I had fun with it like if you if you go in with the red expectations I yeah. think it's it's almost like like the first half is almost like this cool western with you know Harrison Ford and Daniel oh, Craig cool. being badasses and then you know the aliens come in it's kind of becomes like a B movie like again yeah I think that's don't look at it as like an A blockbuster look at it as like a fun B movie something you'd see in the 80s and I, I think you'll have fun with it oh. but um, awesome. anyways yeah No Country for Old Men it seemed crazy that there was no score in this movie. It was almost like sparse, but it was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. I actually saw that uh, when I was working back uh, at Deluxe. Um, I-, I was there at nighttime to do mm-hmm. the um, package up the the Oscar screeners, and yeah. I'd also get to watch some films, and you just have to make sure that they would that their hidden markings were inside there so someone decided to leak the disc or whatever. But, yeah, I, I saw that film. I saw Juno. Oh, awesome. And, oh, and... um. Uh, there will be blood. Oh, get out of here! So I saw those three films like before. You know, they were screen like before anyone yeah. had seen them. Before it was like this big thing. So it was kind of cool, just like throwing on these flicks. I had no interest in. Didn't even know what they were. And, and I'm then like, falling in love. I guess I got to watch these. And it's like all three of them were incredible oh, films. That's cool. Like I remember just watching them. Like wow, all these are are something special. Like, mm-hmm. and then they came out, and you know, they all became yeah. This one hits bad, in their own picture, way, didn't it? Uh, it, yeah, it may have nominated. I'm not so sure, I know they both like that in there will be blood. Both yeah. got a lot of nominations. And even Juno, I think, got some nominations. Yeah, but that was like kind of the the darling, uh, you know, the critical darling. Um, and Tommy Lee Jones' character in this movie is pretty much just the laziest cop ever, right? He's yeah. like, well, I guess we'll get there. When <laughs> He's just we get there to there. get speeches. Yeah, and his speeches are so good. How this movie ends is him just like saying, I dreamt of my father last night, <laughs> and he was going somewhere, and he, he's going to make a fire, and I know I'm going to meet him there shortly. Then the credits roll. I'm like, dude, this movie is so good. Well, he's pretty much Tommy Lee Jones playing yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Now, he I really like the planes that Tommy Lee Jones is old but, and grumpy, but it's like he's just an old I'm guy pretty that's sure, tired. Uh, there was a movie that came out called like, The Three Burials of Oscar Menendez or something like that. Mm-hmm. The Three Burials of um, something like that. Yeah, I know. And Tommy Lee Jones played the exact same character yeah. in this movie as he did The Three yeah, Burials. Yeah, I, I think he's just that guy that's yeah. just like, he is an old, tired old man <laughs> now. So he's just like, I'll take on the role if I can just sit and give speeches. He's not doing like Harvey Dent characters anymore. No, <laughs> like, he's no. not going to be animated. But dude, I gotta give this movie eight out of no, like nine out of ten is what I was thinking. It is amazing. 
Nice. I watched a film that's a horror film I've been wanting to see. Well, it's kind of like a horror comedy, but I would say the horror um, surprisingly outweighs the comedy, which, you know, when you find out who it's made by, um, I'm talking about Broken Lizards Club Dread from <laughs> 2004. Did you ever see this film? I actually enjoy this movie a lot, actually. For some reason, like, I love Super Troopers, mm. and for some reason, I've seen, like, their other ones, like Beer Fest or whatever. Uh, I forget what other films Slam they made. Slamming Salmon. But yeah, for some reason I skipped yeah. this one, which makes no sense because this should have been yeah. the first one I should have seen. Because it is like a slasher, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But uh, with they just had the the sequel, Super Troopers Two, come out mm. recently, and it's it, surprisingly it's supposed to be pretty good if you enjoyed the first one. But uh, yeah, I, I I picked this up actually at the Comic Con we were talking about on the yeah. last episode for a dollar on DVD, uh, the unrated cut. And um, I've been yeah, it's just been one I've been waiting to see, but I've been waiting to find it for that right price because it, it's it's one of those movies I know as soon as I buy, it's gonna. Scream Factory is going to announce yeah. that they're releasing on Blu-ray, um, especially with you know these guys back in the in the game. But uh, yeah, I thought for a dollar, why not? Let's let's give it a chance. And uh, yeah, like I I had fun with it. I was surprised again. Like I thought it was more of a spoof, mm-hmm. and there definitely is. But it, oh yeah, it is also more of like a straight slasher. Like they use all the elements, but they're not really making fun of them. Like there's a mystery the whole time. You don't yeah. know who's the one doing the killings. The killings are quite gory. Yeah, which is kind of cool. They're a bit, um, like, they're a bit jokey though, but I don't mind that. Well, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was still surprised just how much, like I thought it was just going to be a uh, comedy mm-hmm. horror, but I'd say it's more of a horror comedy. I love who Bill Paxton plays almost oh, like Bill a, Paxton um, is amazing as, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Coconut Pete. Coconut Pete. Oh uh, yeah. Who's the other guy uh, <laughs> who sings like, um, there's, Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett. He pretty much plays Jimmy Buffett, right? Son of, well, he, he, son of yeah, sailor. he hates uh, Jimmy Buffett because he. I guess the the whole running joke is like he he came out with his song a couple years before <laughs> uh, Margaritaville, and that his songs got ignored, and then the other guy became famous. Like there's oh, a song he's amazing. he's playing because he plays like these songs throughout the movie, and they're amazing. Um, you know, I, I I should throw one on. The sun sleeps late and pulls himself a shot of tequila. It's a little place called Pleasure Island. That's where I'd like to feel ya. It's easy to find just beyond the last wave. Dolphins and whales are up mating. Sail all day and all night and take a hard ride. That's where I'll be awaiting. Pleasure Island, Island of Pleasure. No need to stop and think Pleasure Island A beautiful treasure Come on down and have a drink so fucking good the music I want to buy the CD but um, yeah there, there's a great scene where they're around the, the campfire and he's playing and everyone cheers him on and then the drunk girl's like play Margaritaville and uh, everyone's like shh he's like what? I think you mean Pina Coladaberg. She's like, no, Margaritaville. It's my favorite, Margaritaville. He's like, no, I think you mean Pina Coladaberg. And then she's like, no, Mina Margaritaville. He's like, and then he fucking snaps and like leaves the, the campfire. And That's amazing. Fucking kids. Pina um, Coladaville is amazing. <laughs> Pina Clotterberg, yeah. But yeah, he's the highlight. Like, he's hilarious throughout. He's constantly stoned and drunk and sleeping with the women. The, the whole point of this island is you just go there and get drunk and sleep with people. So it's like a hedonism. And he even encourages his employees, like, come on, like, sleep with the people. There's even a couple good looking people out there. Um, but yeah, so you have this island and then you have this killer that's going around knocking everyone off. And like I said, it's done, like, just like any other 80s slasher. Like, there's a good mystery that, oh, that keeps awesome. you guessing throughout. 
the highlight in the movie really cool, which is would be great just for like a drunken island, is they have this this um, hedge maze set up. And uh, the one guy is supposed to be Pac-Man, so you have women. Oh, that's awesome! Women run around, and he has to chase. He goes and has to like drink the coconut, and then he becomes Pac-Man. He gets to chase them down, and then there's like you know the employees are dressed as fruit and stuff, and he has to like tackle them. Oh, down. that's amazing! It looks so awesome, but there's a great uh, slasher moment in there where like the killers in the maze, in the Pac-Man maze. Um, yeah, it kind of has actually like a Ten Little Indians uh, vibe to it. Vibe to it, where it's just yeah, someone knocking them off on the island one by one. Unfortunately, there is. I mean, it's not a perfect film. It, it felt. I watched Unrated Cut, which I think is ten minutes longer. Oh, awesome! And it felt about a half an hour too long. Like yeah. I, I think the Unrated Cut was two hours, and the regular version was maybe an hour forty-five. But I, I think it could have been an hour twenty, hour yeah. thirty. Uh, but yeah, I, I was again surprised how well the horror elements worked. I mean, there there is some decent gore and display. Like mm-hmm. you get some decapitations, and oh, it all cool. it all looks great. It's all practical effects. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm saying it is more horror than comedy, but there definitely are some, some yeah, funny moments. Movie. Uh, some some great stuff, and it has a lot of the same cast as Super Troopers. And, it's pretty much the same guys. Yeah, right? it's all, a lot of those films they have. Yeah, it's like the same five guys yeah. uh, throughout them. This Farva and this one, who is a fat. Uh, cop douche cop yeah. in the super troopers he's like kind of the hero on this one he's got like long dreads oh yeah that's right and, he's and, like the massage king he can like make a woman you know uh, relax climax, climax <laughs> and, you know just the touch of his hand but um yeah, it, I, I had fun with it. I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten okay uh, again I would say like, it's definitely worth a watch I enjoyed it I would definitely watch it again but it could have been cut cut down a bit. Yep. It's one of those films where like the slasher moments are really good, but at the same time, I'd probably rather watch an 80s slasher. Yeah, and the, yeah, the comedy's there, but it's not as you know, it's not as consistent as you would hope from yeah. these guys. Uh, if you're coming off of watching Super Troopers, you know, and this was their sequel to it, right? This was a follow this was up, their second, yeah, film. Yeah, what else did they do after this? I guess Dukes of Hazard. No, uh, that wasn't them. I think they did. I think, I think they did Dukes of Hazard. W- I think it was Beer Fest, wasn't it? it? Was their next film, and then I, I thought they had Salmon. a few, but uh, maybe not. Yeah, like I think they released one that came out on DVD after Super Troopers, but it was actually an earlier film that they oh, had okay. done. I think they only did like yeah four or five before because I think like Slam and Salmon and Beer Fest both didn't really do well. I think they yeah. bought it. even Club Dread. I think they like, might have just did okay. But uh, yeah, it's definitely um, I, I recommend it for Bill Paxton alone, man. That guy, yeah. he's a guy that like throw him in any film, he's gonna make he it better. He is amazing. He's always the most memorable. Like yeah. think of like you know think of aliens. aliens. Who do you remember yeah. in that movie? Bill Paxton. Think of Near Dark. Bill yeah. Paxton. Like he's he's always so memorable. I and agree. then you think of like Frailty, which was just like that he directed and, and possibly wrote. Mm-hmm. But he was just fantastic oh, in that film so too. But uh, yeah, did you watch anything else? I think that was it. Actually, I watched Death the Smoochie. Have you seen this movie? I have not. I thought it was Robin a, Williams. I right? thought it was a joke because Adam's always like bringing it up as like, oh, oh yeah, I knew, it, movie. I knew what it was. I thought it was like a, um, like a and terrible it's Norton, movie. Right? Yeah, it was actually good. Like it had comedy elements to it, like a real black comedy, which yeah. is amazing. I, I, I had a ton of fun with it. Robin Williams destroyed this movie. Well, that was his like, trilogy, Norton right? So he did good. that one-hour photo where he was like the creeper, mm-hmm. and he did one other film. Oh, the uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, oh yeah, Insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah, so he did like the trilogy where he was the evil killer. Yeah, and he was so good in this man, yeah. and like it definitely is a product of its time. Yeah, but it's still, I had a ton of fun with it. Like I thought I was expecting to. Yeah, I, I haven't the, uh, seen that. I should check it out because I, I enjoyed the other two quite a yeah, bit. I think you'll dig it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Cool. 
Well, it's weird you brought up Robin Williams because the final film I wanted to talk about that I watched was Jumanji from 1995. Oh, Have you seen this recently? It's been ages, man. You know what? I, I was quite surprised, but I love this film. Like, I had oh, yeah. a fucking blast with it. I watched it with my son. Uh, this is directed by Joe Johnson, who is like the perfect If you want like that perfect family, just entertaining, heartwarming. He's the guy. Like he did October Sky, Rocketeer, oh, so good. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Even Captain America, the first Avengers, has that kind of wholesome feel to he it. He did Captain I mean? America? Yeah. Cool. And then he did uh, Wolfman, which ran in a bunch of issues during mm. the making of. But I, I stand by, like, I really enjoy that, that film. That's Del Toro? Yeah, and like, Anthony I know Hopkins. everyone tends to shit on that film, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I wish they, Universal, continued doing that, the their gothic remakes. But the one film that kind of stands out as filmography, though, that's not very good is Jurassic Park 3. Like, that's film... Uh, I just remember it being very, very bland. Like, it yeah. didn't feel like... It felt like it was missing that Joe Johnson style. But, uh, yeah, you got Robin Williams, Kirsten Dunst when she was a ch- child in this. Oh, crazy. And the other kid, I don't know who it was, but both both of them were great. I mean, she was a great little actor as a child. I mean... Yeah, usually, well, interview with Vampire's her, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. But usually when you have, you know, children or your stars, and you're, especially a family film, you get really worried. Like, yeah. are they going to be cringeworthy? the dialogue and their acting and they they definitely hold their own david allen greer is kind of a stands out a bit he's like the over comedic kind of overly silly cop in this but what i was surprised about is how the first chunk it's like the first 20 minutes it's like this heartwarming like it really hits you in the feels where he's like this kid he's getting bullied his parents he's kind of ignored by his parents because they're like you know rich rich always doing the off to work uh you know doing their business stuff you know they're gonna send him to some um boarding school boarding school but yeah all this like this kid you just feel bad for. Then he gets sucked in this game, and you know that twenty years go by or whatever, where he lived apparently by himself in this jungle. Why his what, his parents grew old and eventually died, spending their life looking for him and probably getting blamed for his murder. Oh, that's crazy. The girl that he played the board game with, everyone thinks she's crazy, so she's called crazy her whole life, and like ends up kind of going and hiding. Like it's kind of like sets up yeah. kind of depressing. <laughs> and then on top of it, the two kids that move in his house, Kirsten Dunst and her brother, their parents are getting divorced, right? No, you like find that? out their parents died in a car crash. Oh, crazy! So they're they're moving in with their aunt in this film. Yeah, that's pretty bleak for yeah. a movie about like a board game. I will say, I don't want to spoil too much, but mm-hmm. the film does wrap it up nicely yeah. in a bow. So. Just like a match of the universe, it was yeah. all a dream. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, the, the film, like, what a fucking blast. Like, what a great mm-hmm. idea for a movie. You find this, like, board game and you roll the dice. And it's all moves by itself, but you get a cool riddle, and then something crazy happens. Like they're like, it's so fun because every ten minutes, every time they roll the dice, you're just waiting to see what's going to happen next. There's like these life-size man-eating plants, and like oh, uh, stampeding rhinos, and and crocs that are eating hey, you. Do you and think that the female rhino and... should be called the rhina or no? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that, buddy. Okay. But yeah, I, I just had a total blast with the tsunamis and the house and the whole house covered in vines. And then you have the monkeys who are pretty much the gremlins of the film. They're just going around causing shit, throwing knives at the kids. Oh, that's awesome. Stealing cars. Like, they are literally, you can tell Joe Johnson watched gremlins and said, I'm making gremlins, but with monkeys. monkeys so I don't get sued. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I had... A huge blast with it. Our son enjoyed it because yeah, last week I talked about I watched yeah. the, the sequel and the video game. And, and what I said it, that right? was missing in the, is that like that one it's in a video game, but it just felt 
like they mentioned that oh this is the first level but it never goes to the second level yeah it felt like the whole movie is just them fighting guys on motorcycles in a jungle and but it was this genius. movie had like this movie it's like every this is what I wanted where it's every 10 minutes it's you never know what's going to happen yeah. it's exciting this to me is up there with Goonies Monster Get Squad Stand By Me this is like classic family I'm going to give this 8.5 out wow. of 10 I totally loved it, man. I got it. I got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, rewatch again. Here's the thing: the, the, I will say that there is one nitpick. The CGI is a bit is very outdated. It yeah. was outdated then. I mean, some of its practical effects, like the lion, the close-ups, the crocs and stuff, the plants are all done practical effects. They look great. But the monkeys and some of the other animals, like when the elephants walk, it's so bad. It's not and that, I remember it being so like bad then. I mean, mm-hmm. this was 1995. I remember it being kind of like even as a kid, cringeworthy. Like, well, you know, you had just seen like Jurassic Park and stuff. Yeah. You see this and it, it stood out, but if you can look past some of the iffy CGI, like I had a blast with it. It, it does everything you wanted to. It, it, you know, it works as a touching family film. It works as a fun adventure, adventure, and and just it, it keeps it exciting. Like you're never really bored. Oh, that's cool. Uh, earthquakes and quicksand. And, and Robin Williams is good in it. Yeah, and Robin Williams is great yeah. in it. He's yeah. good. He's great in everything. Yeah, right? he's a guy that like. Yeah. I don't think I appreciated him enough when no. he was here. And now you like you look at his catalog, and that guy was and always. It's good. all like, over the map too, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, a fun story I wanted to tell. So. I know he he liked uh, the the video game one, but I knew he would like this one better, or at least equal, because I know it's. Are we talking about Robin Williams or your son? Jumanji. So for our son, I actually picked up at Walmart. They um, they you can get the board game I think in other stores, but Walmart did a special wooden exclusive where it is actually it opens up like like the the actual game. It's like a replica of the game. That's so I actually hid the the board game, and then I hid. I have a Bluetooth speaker because anytime that when you hear like the kids when they first find the board game, they, they hear like the the banging on the drums so and like the parents can't hear the kids were so I, I hid the speaker behind and the board game and he, we're sitting there watching TV and I played it and he doesn't know so here's the things he's like Dad, did you hear that? And he got so excited, and like, <laughs> he found the thing, and he thought it was real. Until he still to this day thinks it's real. And he he oh, went, and he's telling all his friends and the neighbors amazing. that he this board game appeared there. And like I'm like, Cohen, like you saw it happen in the movie. Like there's a good chance that like if we play this, like a rhino may smash. Oh, the wall. that is amazing. Do you want to risk this? And he's like, uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're you're nuts, man. But yeah, like he to, right now up to this point, he still believes that this is a real game. Oh, that is amazing. And uh, he's gonna be so just... let down when he plays this game with you. <laughs> no, we we did play it, and it was yeah. fun. You know, I just said like, ah, because. In the board game, you can actually lose. Like, I guess as you play, um, there's event cards. If you fill them, they build up. And if you fill them, you actually, you guys can lose the board game, uh, uh, like the movie. So I was like, oh, good thing we didn't. <laughs> like, and I was like, because I hid underneath our couch, and the, the couch we have in our home actually came with the home we kept. It was oh, like that's in our basement. It's that like, is actually a great story. So we're like, ah, oh, yeah, this is, you know, it must have, they must have left it behind here. So. Yeah, uh, I had a blast doing it. And, that's uh, that's so much it's something fun. he'll remember his whole life because he showed all like the kids around the neighborhood. That's so. cool. Um, but yeah, I had fun with You're it. You're a good dad, dude. That, that's kind of cool. Uh, see, I, I enjoy that doing this yeah, shit for myself exactly. just as much. Like even buying the game, it's like I bought it just for myself as much as I did. Yeah, I know <laughs> it looks cool, but uh, yeah, no, I, I highly recommend if you have kids. I don't think you need kids. I think like if you threw it on, you should you would, I would have it. a good like, time. I, I don't see how you couldn't. Yeah, unless you're a heartless, heartless. I am actually man. Like if you enjoy Goonies, there's no way you won't yeah. enjoy. And Jumanji, I, I like Robin Williams a lot too. Anyways, but I yeah. remember even as a kid, I didn't enjoy this movie. Maybe because oh, really? it was on like a, we used to watch like every half hour, and you had like a teachers going on break and. Just, 
shit like that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know. Like if you're a fan yeah. of just creatures and practical effects stuff, like there's there's like the killer bees too. And again, even the bees, you see them like, you know, that there's like a, a car crash and they find the woman. I don't know if she's dead, but she's passed out oh, in the crazy. car, and they you find out there's a killer. I think they are killer hornets or something. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, and oh yeah, and the kid becomes a monkey kid, and like ah, oh, <laughs> it's a fucking blast. I uh, totally dug this movie. Watch it. All right, I'll give it a shot on your recommendation, man. Actually, I even got the Steelbook. They did an exclusive. Oh, did you? Uh, so it actually looks like the 4K. board game. Yeah, kind of the Steelbook looks like the board game. So I went all out for this movie. That's the awesome. sequel, though, if you listen to the last episode, avoid. Like you, you could totally yeah. skip it. it. It was missing everything that you know. That, well, it made this movie special. And again, you—it's because like Joe Johnson is just the master of this. Yeah, like, I guess he so. Did. Eh? You look at all that catalog, and it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids. So Rocketeer—they're all so. Heartwarming. Anyways, um, we're not here to talk when's, about Jumanji. When's the last time we watched Rocketeer? I'm curious if that one holds up. I, I picked that up on Blu-ray, uh, so I want to watch it. I wanted to do, again, I don't want to, we keep on throwing out all these yeah. episodes and who knows when we'll get to it, but I think it'd be fun to do superheroes or comic books, but based on like like the Phantom, the Shadow, yeah. like the old school the spirit. ones. spirit? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Well, I, mean, I guess spirit, spirit is Frank sucked. Miller, yeah. That sucked. <laughs> But um, the I kind of the, the Phantom suck too, didn't it? Ah, uh, I enjoy the Phantom yeah. too. Is that the one? That, no, Shadow was Alec Baldwin. Yeah, the Phantom. I can see people hating the Phantom. I think yeah. the Phantom. Most people that hate it. I remember, like, even when I was disappointed as a kid, and everyone I talked to that, that hated it was because in the the commercial they showed him shooting out a laser out of his ring, and you're like, ah, he's got powers. Yeah. We're gonna finally get a. Because you have to remember, in the '90s, there was no. It's not like no. now where there's. If they did a superhero movie, they didn't. It was like Batman it or was, someone that didn't yeah. have powers, or if they had powers, they used it once in the movie or something. That was it. So you see the trailer, and he's shooting out this laser, and I, no one knew who the Phantom was. Yeah. Like, what kid knows anything about the Phantom? And then when you who see knows? the movie, the Phantom knows. Yeah. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> but when you see the movie, it turns out he doesn't have any powers. <laughs> it's just in that scene, he's reflecting like. Someone uh, shooting laser. a laser out of a skull and he's reflecting it. And then two in the the trailer they sold like he can't be destroyed. Bullet he bullets go through him and everything. And then again you find out that no, he it's just been passed down generation to generation. He's just a human in a suit. Oh, so, so he's not even blank man. He yeah. doesn't have a good suit. So I think, but if you can get past that, like it's fun in the same way. I think all those films are kind of has that Indiana Jones vibe where it's like a superhero, but it's it's in the fifties and you're going around the world. And if it, isn't he fighting Nazis or something in it? Or I assume everyone's. Fighting I don't know. Nazis I, I think it'd 50s. be fun either way to revisit them. Just because I'm kind of, you know, right now we're at that period where this is what we wanted, but now that we got it, it's kind of like, I'm o- sick of the over, big yeah. CGI $200 million oversaturated. Let's go back to the obscure where they have no powers and it's, I'm just fighting on horseback Nazis. <laughs> like, anyways, uh, we've been jabbing on. Yeah. Do you have anything else to No, you want to get or? into Equilibrium? Yeah, let's, uh, let's throw up the trailer. Here is the trailer for Equilibrium from 2002. <sighs> The cleric is the final line of defense. If the resistance compromises it, we are doomed. There's nothing we can't do. It's real. Burn it. Cleric, I can only hope one day to be as uncompromising as you. You're a family man. Yes, sir, a boy and a girl. Ready to press the top move! 
Dimitri, we have a warrant for your wife's arrest. Remember me. Welcome to the underground. Do you know why you came? Yes. They trained you your whole life to fight these kind of odds. What can I do? I've heard the most disturbing rumor. Rumor, sir. A rumor maintaining that one of the cleric is actually attempting to contact the resistance. Then you know what I'm gonna do now. Yeah. Preston, give yourself entirely without incident. No, not without incident. In a futuristic world, a strict regime has eliminated war by suppressing emotions. Books, art, and music are strictly forbidden, and feeling is a crime punishable by death. Cleric John Preston is a top-ranking government agent responsible for destroying those who resist the rules. When he misses a dose of prosium, a mind-altering drug that hinders emotion, Preston, who has been trained to enforce the strict laws of the new regime, suddenly becomes the only person capable of overthrowing it. That was a bit of a mouthful there, but uh, we are here to talk about Equilibrium from 2002. This is a a fun movie, man. It's very underrated. It is, and like it's such a high caliber cast. Yeah, it's insane. Well, this is Christian Bale before he became. I think at this point he'd only done American Cycle and The Machinist. No, that was after. after. Yeah, I think that was after. I guess maybe what was that Spielberg movie he did when he was maybe like just uh, seven? I think he just did uh, Shaft. Uh, Emperor of the Sun. Well, yeah, he did. Yeah, of course, Christian Bale started out. Yeah, the Spielberg Empire of the Sun when he was a kid. But I think at this point, this is he wasn't the household name that he is now. Yeah. I remember like we had a house living when we were in college yeah. together, uh, and our buddy Stokes, who is actually going to join us hopefully ah, uh, for our next couple episodes. But we lived in a house, and I remember like there's a couple of films we watched religiously in that house. Swingers, of course, yeah. and American Psycho was the other so film. Good. So we all loved like Christian, Christian Bale because he was so fucking good in that. So I remember when this came out, like I was excited to see. Mm-hmm. You know, he hadn't, he wasn't Batman Christian Bale at that point. He was just like American Psycho Christian yeah. Bale. But that was enough to sell me on this film. And he is so good in this movie. Oh, he's too. great in this. Yeah, and like Tay Diggs is insanely good in this movie. He yeah, is like, like who would thought? Like I, I can't even think of another. Well, he's Tay Diggs. We'll talk about. It. He had a bit of a catalog, but like. He's was not he, a guy. Was he like the I'm white, you're black, so let's dance? Was that that guy? He's uh, he's in Go and he's like, you're oh, so white. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. what's his name saying? Like, oh, I'm, I'm gangster or whatever. And he's yeah. like, you're so white, you're clear. <laughs> Is it, who's he say that to? Is it uh, the red? Is it? Uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was um, Brett Breckenmeyer, I think, okay. is the guy who was in it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he he's just not a guy. When I think of like a serious sci-fi big movie like this, mm-hmm. I think of Tate Diggs. But yeah, he, he held his own, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, this is a film like... And who's the other guy? Like, uh, Fletcher? William Fletcher? He was in Go 2, right? He's a guy who... Yeah, uh, William Fickner? Fincher? Fickner, yeah. He also from Heat and Dark Knight. I saw him. He was in like a scene right at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, 
that's a guy. Yeah, I saw him too. Yeah, he's cheering in the crowd. Yeah. And then he, he does come up and he has a bit of a bigger part. Because uh, I was wondering, like, maybe, he, third of the maybe he's just like an extra, but I'm like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I thought he'd be big by this point. He was yeah. already huge. Yeah. So. But yeah, it definitely is. It's a, it's a movie that has is held together by a great cast. But also, mm-hmm. I mean, this film came out in the aftermath of Matrix, and I think that's why a lot of people shit on yeah. it. Yeah. Even my wife was saying, like, what, is this guy like a uh, Matrix knockoff wannabe kind of deal? Which is weird, because I don't really get that. It, maybe it's a long jacket. That's pretty yeah, much Yeah, I think, it. like, they have the the long black jacket. But other than that, I mean, that this film doesn't use any of that slow motion, the, the no. slow-mo tech that Matrix, the bullet time that I Matrix I guess it does have, like, for. the, um, as they're showing people how the gun kata works. Yeah, but that's all really fast. Yeah. Like, but there's, like, a, a, a program. It's almost a computer program that they're showing the movements yeah, but that's... And that was kind of like, they do that shit in the Matrix, yeah. too, if they upload it into his head. But yeah, apparently when this film came out, like, it was fucking trashed. I was so surprised. That's insane to me. On Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 38%. That's crazy. And Metacritic, a 33 Like, this movie got, like... It's not like it's, like... It's not like people, like, reviewers were like, yeah, we've seen all this before. Like, that was the biggest complaint. Everyone was saying it just felt like rehashed sci-fi movies, 1984, the ones we've pretty much yeah. covered, uh, Fahrenheit, 451, which, sure, it is, but... Like, I, I can understand saying, you know what? We've seen all this before. It didn't deliver anything new, but it was still a fun movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. No, they, they give it, they trashed they like a 33, it, eh? 33 out of 100. Like, that is awful. Yeah, that's crazy to me because this movie isn't. No, it's like, I, it's yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, Roger Ebert, though, did enjoy it. He gave it a 3 out of 4. Um, and there's almost like a tenseness in the entire like end scene, almost like a samurai movie yeah, at oh, the yeah. end. Oh, and it gets apparently. I, I people are getting double crossed constantly. You don't know who's working for yeah. who. Yeah. Well, I didn't notice, but apparently, as it goes on, it it gets more bright too. Did you notice that? Well, and it also apparently it gets more violent and bloody as you know he he loosens up his okay. emotions. I don't know if that's true, but that, that that's what I was reading. That oh well, yeah, which it kind of starts up PG and people are just getting shot, and then by the mm-hmm. end, people are getting like when you see faces cut, faces off getting shit. blown and stuff with the bullets, and yeah. Um, but yeah, so, th- did you notice this as the movie first started? It is gray, and then as like uh, he stops taking the. Uh well, he, yeah, he starts seeing And there's actually, like, colors and, and shit. Like, when yeah. he first lo- looked in the girl's eyes, she can actually see, like, the blueness of her eyes, which is, like, the first color you see in the movie, which yeah. is kind of cool. This is a film, like, it does have a crappy Blu-ray out there, Canadian mm-hmm. Blu-ray that's bare bone. Actually, there, yeah, there's one in America, too, that's terrible as well. But, yeah, it, it really needs a good Blu-ray, because I, I still held on to my DVD, because I don't think the Blu-rays kept over all the extras, or, or they had the wrong aspect ratio. Yeah. There's there's something wrong with them that I've stayed away from them, but it's definitely a film as I was watching. I'm like, this would look great yeah, on Blu. I'm surprised this hasn't, like... Um... But I wanted to talk about, let's talk about uh, the director, Kurt Wimmer, uh, in regards to the, uh, I love that um, he actually responded to the, the critics and said, why would I make a movie for someone I wouldn't want to hang out with? Have you ever met a critic who you wanted to party with? I haven't. <laughs> oh, that's actually amazing. That was his response. Because, yeah, it seemed like just all their complaints were like, yeah, this is just copying this, this, and this. But it's like, it's taking elements. I wouldn't say like, it, mm-hmm. yes, it has the elements of 451 where you're not allowed to read. It has yeah. the elements of 1984. But it, I think it holds it on its own. It's a completely different film. Whereas yeah. those are very serious and kind of dry, yeah. and in, in the case of 1984, very depressing films. Yeah, this film and the biggest problem we had with Fahrenheit 451 is the lead character. You never really saw much of a change as he Went starts along. reading the books. Whereas this, you do see at the beginning. I mean, he's a very emotionless character, but as he stops taking the prosium, which is suppresses your emotion, kind suppresses of suppresses emotions. Yeah. 
you actually do see the changeover, and I felt like that was missing out of the film. Like you see him cry at moments, mm-hmm. you see him reacting to the various events that happened throughout even the film. Like, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but like, you see his fear was increased too. Like when he was yeah. thing, you, yeah. you saw him kind of like show like ticks. That's why he's such a good actor. Like yeah. he didn't come out and say like, but he had like these ticks that like yeah. showed that he was scared for the first time in his life. I guess. Yeah. Well, and I heard people say too, like, oh, it's a great film, but I. The complaint is that he's too good. You never feel like he's challenged. But I don't know. I thought Tay Diggs does a good, like, throughout the film. Because, so, Christian Bale is, like, a a grammaton cleric, they call him. Oh, right. So, he's pretty much this badass. Like, he's mastered this gun kata, which is pretty much, like, it's this mathematical way they figured out how to, like, pretty much be able to shoot. Take out, take out a whole room of people and not get hit while moving in a way that yeah. they won't shoot you. Uh, but he's mastered this, so yes, at some times you feel like this guy's undefeatable. But I thought Tay Diggs comes in, and they mentioned too, like oh, I've heard you, you have this intuitive nature to you, like mm-hmm. you can tell when someone's been lying, or like he goes in a room and he can tell where stuff's been hidden. Yeah. But Tay Diggs also has that, so I feel like you have this kind of tenseness yeah. throughout where it's like. He knows that if he doesn't know, he's yeah. going to figure out soon. He's constantly kind of like taunting him. Even that scene when they're like hitting each other with the wooden swords. Oh, yeah, where they're sparring. And like he is like, they are just going at each yeah, other like verbally, like ver- verbally sparring as they're sparring. Yeah, but and is, he's he's holding his yeah. own. So I thought like they do a good job of showing that he he's finally mm-hmm. has someone that is possibly his match. Because I've heard that as a complaint as well mm-hmm. that. Uh, it feels like, you know, no one can stop him. But it's like the Superman complaint. But anyways, yeah, so this was written and directed by Kurt Wimmer, and Gun Kata was actually... Sorry, Gun Kata did exist before John Woo had these kind of certain... Some of these stylistic moves, um, you know, going back to those films. But this form of Gun Kata was invented by the director. I think he just made up in his backyard. I, I, I... But uh, yeah, it's really unfortunate because he watched this, and this is one of his early, I think he only did one other film before this, uh, a Brian Bosworth cheesy action film before <laughs> this. But this was his second film. It was made on a like a $20 million budget, which seems like a lot, but that's nothing mm. for this type of big yeah, budget sci-fi. It is like scoping too, isn't it? Yeah. like I, There was a lot of like the matte painting I saw too, which I thought yeah, was kind of cool. Some of, some of the CGI doesn't hold up, and again, it didn't at yeah. the time. I mean... Unfortunately, again, it's a twenty million dollar budget, yeah. which isn't much for two thousand and two. But I, I think as a second film, like it's pretty yeah. amazing what he pulled off. And I'm really surprised. I thought he was going to have this whole filmography. I was like, ah, oh, what? Mm. That's, I'm excited to see what he did next. And unfortunately, he only did one other film. He did Ultraviolet with Mila Johanovic. Oh, that's which it. Eh? I heard. Which looked terrible. I, haven't, yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard many good things about it. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, it seemed like I guess he went in and kind of started doing more writing, I guess. Uh, mm. He did write I, when the film I talked about recently, the Thomas Crownifer remake. Oh, awesome. Uh, he did the Recruit, uh, Spear, Salt, Total Recall remake. Unfortunately, he did a lot of shitty like Total Recall, mm. Point Break remake. He got into that kind of remake phase. But... Um, yeah, it's a shame when you watch this and you kind of get excited to see what he did next. Yeah. And it wasn't really much, but uh, I, I think yeah, I think the film like dr- dr- is very well directed. Oh, yeah. I think like the action scenes are done well that you never are really confused with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it feels like a bigger film than it actually was. Like I think it was shot in like a month as well, which again That's isn't crazy. much for a sci-fi film. Because they do scope, have this but... entire like world that they yeah. live in, which yeah. is kind of and it looks great too. Yeah, and yeah, it does a good job of like you're throwing. In, but you understand what's going on. You understand all the rules and everything mm-hmm. pretty quickly, um, which I, I think is something that all of these films did a great job of. Like all these films, you're thrown in that world and you get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, like even though it's ridiculous, like Fahrenheit four five one with the books and all this stuff, 
and Brave New World has so much ridiculous stuff. But they do a good job of selling you that. Yeah. I think this film does as well. You believe that, you know, after, I guess it's supposed to be after World War III, Three. I believe. The remaining people just said, like, listen, if we want to survive this yeah. man, we got to get rid of emotion. It's it's definitely a high concept, yeah. a little bit ridiculous, but you could almost believe it as well that people yeah. would just take a drug to yeah. just forget about all your, your issues and Dude, problems. Everyone's kind of like, like 60% of the population, yeah. if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> But um, and I was reading too that because I read somewhere that said like this takes place in twenty seventy six or something. But then I, I read that the director didn't want it to have, have a, a set time, yeah. And that's why he even tried to stay away from which I, if you think about it, he doesn't put it all these futuristic tech like yeah. everything in this film exists or it looks like a slight upgrade to what exists now. Yeah, he didn't want it to feel outdated. And it doesn't like you can watch it now and it still holds up. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, he he didn't. He said you can almost look at it more as like a almost like a parallel universe. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. too far in the future, um, which I think it, it, he does a great job of uh, doing. Uh, the score was done by Claus. Bedelt, who did the score for the uh, the Time Machine from 2002. He did the Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of Black Pearl before oh, wow. Hans Zimmer took over. Um, Constantine, Catwoman, Solomon Kane, whatever. Yeah. Um, I-, I thought the score, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I enjoyed yeah. the score. Again, it, I'll say this about the film. My biggest problem with the film is it's like, I really enjoy it, but it always seems like it's just slightly below being spectacular and i mean like it's good yeah but it's just missing that small thing that makes it great and i find that about everything in it like the cgi is 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 fine but it's not great yeah the score it's like it's a really good score and i would possibly buy the cd if i saw it cheap but it's just missing that yeah. that thing that, that just class. pushes it over to make it yeah. like amazing and that's how i feel about the whole film itself it feels like it's like I don't want to say a product of its time, but you know that late 90s yeah. feel where it's like the f- there's a lot of good films, but they're missing that thing that makes them long-lasting. Like this, I really enjoy. I'll give it a decent mark. Yeah. But it's not probably going to be in my top 100 of all time. You know what I mean? There's other... Yeah. It's it's missing, you know, the, the things that make Inception amazing and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least that's how I feel. I don't know. Your I, thoughts, yeah. But. And again, even, even the emotional beats, I didn't quite um, find he didn't care about this girl or... Yeah, like I, I again, I think they work, but they don't work mm-hmm. enough where you're yeah. like you're getting that heartache, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like I don't know everything about the film. It's just like yeah, I enjoy all aspects, but it's it's missing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just missing something that makes it special. And maybe it is because we've seen, especially watching these three films in a row, we've yeah. kind of seen a bit of this now at this point. But even the action scenes, they're really great, but they're they're not the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, um, I thought that scene in like the warehouse where they're trying to take out the uh, guys for once and for all was really well done. Yeah, well, in the, the final, uh, the climatic like battle is pretty amazing. That was intense too, <laughs> and right? The, hall, the hallway scene, which yeah. is again, I could see people saying why it ripped off the Matrix because yeah. the Matrix has a big hallway finale, mm-hmm. and this does as well. And I think they both don't they both do the, the don't they do in the Matrix yeah. where they slide the uh, the extra ammo yeah. clips, and then he goes and clicks them. But yeah. this has some really cool stuff. Yeah, where he's you know kicks the the gun, it flips up, and he grabs. But he has some really cool stuff where mm-hmm. he's like spinning and and he he does this thing where he taps in these these clips come out of the bottom of the um the gun so yeah. and then he uses those to like crush people's faces and yeah, like I thought that was so dope. There, there's some pretty cool stuff in here for sure. Um, so we as we mentioned, Christian Bale is a star. It opens up. You find out like we mentioned, he's the lead kind of uh, cleric. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the the master, I guess, if you will. If there's belts, he would be the black Blackest. belt. But you do find out that he was married at one time, but his wife was a sense offender, 
uh, which is what they call it if you're yeah feeling. if you're not taking the prosium, which removes all emotions. Uh, and she was taken away and, and killed. And uh, and then he has two children. Fucking Christian Bale. Do we need to go over everything? I don't think so. What yeah. he's done. He's a guy, man. Like look at his catalog. Yeah, it's crazy. It seems like he hasn't done much now that he got that Batman movie. He's, money. He's kind of doing like these smaller. Kind I guess of indie. like uh, he did American Hustle and he was really good at. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that's yeah, okay. The Machinist but. is so good. And so good. again, a movie that I love that a lot of people don't, but Michael Mann's Public Enemies, I think is fantastic. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says, but even all the, the Nolan films, Prestige, mm-hmm. and he's so good, man. He's definitely yeah. one of the best actors of our time. Yeah, I'll give him that. Like uh, Sean Bean, as we mentioned, isn't here as his partner at the beginning. Of course, he is going to die. Yeah, I don't think we're spoiling Spoilers. anything. It'd be a spoiler if he did <laughs> Yeah. <die. laughs> But uh, you find out that he has not been taking his prosium and is is feeling, and and there's a cool scene like how he catches him, like you can kind of tell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sean Bean. I, I love Sean Bean. Too, he's man. so good, right? Like Goldeneye and Ronan, and he's just like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Patriot Games, Game of Thrones. Uh, like he's a guy. Uh, an under very underrated film. I, I don't hear anyone talk about Black, Black Death, Death no, which is great. So good. Where it's like about what was that? Like witches and stuff. Yeah, right? and like the uh, old time. He's like a Viking taking over, like uh, going on a pillage. Well, yeah, they don't they find like uh, yeah they find a village and it, it kind of mm-hmm. has like this wicker man like yeah. this very you know this whole town. There's something Something's off about up. it, but it's very cool. But the the black plague and stuff as well, mm-hmm. isn't there? Right? But yeah, I, I highly recommend that. I think yeah. you can. I think I saw her kicking around like the dollar stores. Oh, uh, get out of here! Here in Canada, um, we got Emily Watson plays Mary O'Brien, who's like this, you know, well-respected Shakespearean actress. Um, she did Gosford Park, Punch Drunk Love, Red Dragon. Yeah, um, she's good in this. Yeah, she's great in this. Um, doesn't have that much to do, but she's good in her part. Yeah, oh, for she sure. is pretty much like the uh, damsel in distress kind of deal. Well, she's yeah, she's they. She's one of the sense offenders mm-hmm. they catch, and he kind of. You find out that Sean Bean had a relationship with her, but also she's kind of the one that's making Christian Bale yeah, feel feel in his pants blow. Did, did, <laughs> no. did they want her? Did, did they end up making out in this movie? I don't think they do. do no, they? but there's definitely an attraction. She wants. Well, I guess maybe because like you were the first. Girl well, yeah, I, I, exactly. I think it is the whole emotion, like yeah. she feels and he feels, and um, there's something about it. But they he, wanna, he they, carries they around feel together, you know. He carries around her hair ribbon and yeah. smelling it all the time and whatnot. Um, O'Brien, that could possibly be a reference. That was one of the main characters in 1984 that oh, we just cool. talked about. So, I, I'm assuming that was a homage Done. there. Uh, Tay Diggs, as you mentioned, yeah, plays. He's his new partner. And is kind of the one that's on. He's like, you could tell he would be the guy that is the uh, the teacher's pet. Like yeah. He, he wants Kristen Bale's role. He wants to be the, the right-hand man. Number one. Beside a father who is, father's kind of the big brother of this movie. Yeah. Um, he's always watching. He's always on the screens going over, making sure everyone's taking their prosium and why it's good that, that they're doing this what they do. There's a great scene that like they're all walking and then I guess 11 o'clock hits and the whole town just stops. And fucking pops a pill yeah. in their neck, and then they kind of keep going. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they all take at the same time, yeah. and that's how like people get caught, yeah. I guess. But yeah, he, I, I was really surprised because again, I'm not. He's not a guy. I'm not searching out Tay Diggs' oh. film catalog. Like he did go. He did the House on Haunted Hill remake mm-hmm. from '99, which is a lot of fun. But other than that, I mean, and even those films, he was fine in. But I think this film, like he actually, you know, he he was yeah, he held his own against Christian Bale, which you know that's probably not quite easy the to feat, do. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Angus McFadden plays the vice counselor Dupont. He's kind of like the 
go between of yeah the, he's uh, like kinda, father and everyone else. yeah exactly i know him from robert the bruce and braveheart okay and he kind of plays he kind of has that film where he's like pounding and screaming he, yeah. he has some moments like that in this uh which we'll talk about too is <laughs> it's kind of uh some easter eggs in there oh get out of here if you um if you think about it, Easter eggs, I don't know if that's the right one. Anyways, okay, we'll talk about okay. it in a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, there's, there's a bunch of other little people at, at bit parts. Like you mentioned, William Fichter's in there. We got uh, Sean Pert, we pl- who plays father. He was like did a bunch of like Dog Soldiers, Event Horizon, Doomsday, a bunch of genre flicks. Uh, David Hemmings is in there. He's the guy, when Christian Bale near the end, uh, and I don't want to spoil too much, yeah. but near the end, when he's going to possibly meet the father, yeah. uh, he's the guy that leads him there and is saying, like, oh. yeah, there's, we're going to check and make sure you're... This is what's happening, yeah. lie detector test. But that's David Hemmings, of, is uh, of course, the uh, lead from Deep Red and yeah. Fragments of Fear. He did a bunch of cool um, oh, that's awesome. genre flicks in the 70s. Uh, Dominic Purcell, I didn't recognize, but he was in the beginning one of the the soldiers there. That's the the lead from Prison Break and all oh, okay. that stuff. He's yeah, I didn't recognize him at big all. Big actor now, and then uh, yeah, there's a couple other people throughout in the background. You'll see. I think the director's in there, Brian Conley. But uh, yeah, anyway, so let's let's talk about the film. Uh, yeah, it, it sets up that uh, the whole point of the Grammaton cleric is there to seek out and eradicate the true source of man's humanity, inhumanity to man, his ability to feel. They're kind of like the, the firemen of Fahrenheit. Yeah, the... Uh, you know, they, they go the and... The big brother of uh, 1984. <laughs> yeah, they, they just go after if they cure you. And it's the same thing where if you're feeling you'd be reading or having art or anything because if you're emotionless, you don't care about that stuff. Everything is like blank and yeah. and kind of what's where I'm looking for. Um, Utilitarian? Yeah. Gray, drab, sterile? Sterile, yeah. Everything is kind of sterile and yeah, and that's how you can tell. If someone's got paintings, they're probably feeling. Yeah. There's a cool scene again like Fahrenheit where they uh, they break in and find some sense offenders and they find they got a whole hidden uh, in the ground they got a bunch of paintings I thought that was cool and they scan and analyze the Mona Lisa the original and then burn it and they're like oh it's real burn it uh, which is kind of funny because they have a whole stack of paintings it's weird that they would only analyze that one because I'm yeah. sure all the other ones are supposed to be famous paintings yeah. as well but whatever you don't, I guess you don't want to have a film where it's done for 10 minutes scanning yeah. each painting <laughs> This one's real. This one's fake. Right. Well, why? Real. Why would they scan? They're gonna they're gonna burn it anyways, right? Yeah. Like, I think they just want to say that. Like, yeah, it's probably like something for the record books. Yeah. Like, yeah, we just burnt the real Mona Lisa. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Huh? How would you do today? Uh, da Vinci. Eh? <laughs> hey? Oh, did you burn a little uh, Curious George book? Yeah, well, yeah. Mona Lisa, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then it, as we mentioned, opens up Sean Bean. You find it as fueling. He gets a new partner with Taydigs, and then Christian Bale starts feeling he actually forgets to take his prosium at one point. Mm-hmm. And then that's where, in other circumstances, happen like he goes to get the replacement, or he drops it or something. Yeah. So he goes to get the replacement, but they're not, they're closed due to riots or something. And then, you know, his partner meets him. So these circumstances are happening where he's not able to get. The, the prosium replacement and then he just goes with it because he starts like feeling and liking mm-hmm. it he takes out the glove and he's touching the railing and See, that's and cool right some really cool moments and then that's the film is him trying to hide his emotion because he can't be caught while trying to help the rebels and, and their movement mm-hmm. to uh, take down father but really while you're watching this film is the amazing fucking action yeah, scenes. so good uh, there's a really, really cool scene. It's actually the, I think it's, is it the opening? Right, 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 right at the get-go. Where 
so he goes in, he's like, we're going in, and he kicks down the door, and you have the side view where he slides in, but then they, take they out shoot the, the light, and it goes black. And it literally sits on the black screen for a good like, like, 20 seconds. And yeah, you start God. hearing whispers, which if you have a surround sound, it's great. It's crazy how good And that then was. all of a sudden, the screen gets lit up a bit by the- Gun flares. Yeah, the gun flares, and then like the end of his gun is all heated up from mm-hmm. firing it so much. And then and you, it comes it, on. And it shows him dead. doing the gun kata, like moving and yeah. like shooting different angles, and almost like he's doing like a Vogue, oh, like yeah, Rodana's yeah. Vogue, but with guns and yeah. shit. Yeah, like it does look a little yeah. bit silly, I guess, but it was cool though. It's, it's fucking cool. Like that scene right away, and that sets you up, and you're like, "This is going to be a good movie." Yeah. And yeah, there's a bunch of cool scenes throughout, but really the highlight, the the, the finale in the hallway where he's taking oh, out guys so and there's sword fights. Like it is a really really cool movie. Yeah. I think it works so well because you're getting the drama, you're getting all the sci-fi. You know, they set you up in this cool dystopian world, but then you have you know some of the coolest action, unique action scenes too. You hadn't really seen anything like that at yeah. this point. I know everyone will say, "Yeah, The Matrix was a couple years before," but that's a completely different style. Yeah, it the really bullet, is bullet time and all that stuff. That is not this. This is uses a lot of practical effects, and you can tell because when he takes out—I don't know if you noticed—but when he takes out some of the soldiers, the soldiers look cool. They're kind of like, yeah, almost like stormtroopers in black. They have like kind of like motorcycle gear, or whatever. Yeah. But they looked cool. But I don't know if you noticed. But Sometimes when he took them out, you would just see like it would cut to like the after fact, and you see a fall or something. You could tell that it was just a dummy getting knocked down. Or oh, whatever. was it? I didn't even notice um, that. Like when when they would have like the blood shooting out of the the front or something. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. You do get like the nineteen eighty four. You get the rallies and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, the videos on the screen. Uh, th- there's a really disturbing scene if you're an animal lover oh, yeah. when they're taking out all the, the, the dogs, right? Yeah, I guess they say like, why would people want dogs? Like, because yeah. again, if you're emotionless, you why would them. you? Yeah, why would you bother? Taking and they just kind of take them out with like bullets. But yeah. there's this one scene with the puppy. He's like. Uh, I'm gonna take him get him tested for rabies. Yeah, he, like he ends up saving yeah. a puppy, which again makes you really want to root for this character. Yeah. He, and yeah, he makes up. It's kind of like almost a comedic moment where he's like, oh, "I'm gonna take this to, yeah, to test get it tested. for rabies." But this is one great scene where he's in the, I guess, the wastelands, and like well, the he's, cops come. It's so tense. They're trying to get him to yeah, open the trunk because he's bringing the dog. He was gonna let it go mm-hmm. there, but then he can't because it's like so cute. Yeah, <laughs> it's like licking him and and it whatever. Wouldn't, wouldn't and, let him let him go. He's yeah, like, so on, he decides he's gonna here. keep it. And he puts it in the trunk. But then as he does that, yeah, the, the cots pull up. Yeah, such and, a great scene. Yeah, it's this very tense moment where, like, you know, they're going to check the trunk, but then they realize who he is, so they're not. But then they hear the dog whimpering or whatever, and then they're going to check it again. It's this really cool, tense scene uh, and ends in a fantastic oh. action scene. Um, but, yeah, like, he's a guy that is saving a l- cute little puppy. Like, who doesn't want to root right? for this guy? He's a, he is a John Wick. Yeah. If you want to take a look at a, a Keanu Reeves movie, do John Wick yeah. instead of a Matrix. Uh, I don't know if you noticed the symbol. It's kind of like a mix of the Nazi uh, symbol with a cross. Oh, it's like, like a stone, stone hammers or stone laces? Because yeah. they're almost like hammers, weren't they? Yeah. But I, I definitely felt like yeah, it was kind of touching on the whole Nazi yeah. thing and the religion and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know what, anything else you want to add. Uh, or? I kind of want to hear about this Easter egg, to be honest with you. Do you want to like uh, give our review? Or yeah, yeah, wanna... yeah, yeah. Let's give your final thoughts, your rating, and then we'll go into spoilers. I, I love this movie. I don't. I agree with what you say that it does need something. It's it's a uh, it's a good movie. It's not like a fantastic movie. It does need a little something more to take yeah. it to like the uh, upper echelon. That's why I'm going to give it six point five. Wow, that's low. I know. I wanted to. Fu- that's like a C, isn't it? Okay, I was going to go seven. We're just fucking ripping off yeah. the ratings. Guys are <laughs> giving it a thirty-three, and you're like a six. Six point five. Fucking guy. Um, I'm gonna go seven and a half. Okay. 
it, it was almost even an eight for me, but yeah. I'm going to go seven and a half just because I, I feel it is missing that little thing that puts it over. Um, but it, it, it on a different day, it could be an eight. Maybe after yeah. I didn't watch three of these other That's what I was movies. thinking. But yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I think all the acting is fantastic. I think Christian... Bale delivers like a, a really cool, memorable performance. You get to see him kind of doing the American Psycho thing, where he's emotionless, and mm-hmm. and then go. You also get to see him then break down and become. You know, it's just it's cool watching him as he starts to feel and just how he reacts to like the scenery Certain around thing. him, the the, the people around him, the sun, the the dog. The like it's, it's really yeah. cool. And and also just how he kind of like has to camouflage and kind of stay hidden with uh, all the the uh, people that aren't feeling. Um, the the gun kata I think is really unique, and I think some mm-hmm. of the you know it's not the best action scenes like I said that I've seen, but it, it's still up there as something unique and and still better than as, even at that time most of the stuff that was coming out around then. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's got Christian Bale and Sean Bean, and who doesn't love those guys? And the score, like I said, the score is not amazing, but it's, it, good. it's good enough that I would buy, if I saw the yeah. score cheap, I'd probably pick it up. Like it, it's Again, th- this whole movie just feels like you could tell it didn't have that $100 million budget that other films had. So it's one of those films you can tell sacrifices had to be made for it to be made mm-hmm. in the budget that it had in the time that it had. So if, if you look at it like that and can forgive it, like I think it has... It's an amazing feat what they accomplished is pretty much what I'm getting at. So yes, it didn't hit that eight and a half, nine yeah. out of 10, but I mean, you know, it's still for a second movie. time director, it's a yeah, it's, it's still pretty damn cool. Um, yeah, I guess let's go into spoilers then. So if you yeah. don't want the, anything spoiled for you, skip ahead. Uh, we'll put the time at the bottom there. So yeah, you find out that the Vice Council DuPont well, first you find out actually Tay Diggs tries to bring in Christian Bill, but you found out that Christian Bill had switched the gun and Tay yeah, Diggs crisscrossed, crisscrossed him. Yeah, but then you find out again he knew all along that this is all part of the plan, chump. and you find out Dupont has been in on it from the beginning. That's yeah. why at the beginning it opens up and he's kind of testing Christian Bale to see if there's any chance that he still feels anything that his wife was taken away and executed. And you find out that he was testing all this because he knew there was a good chance that he would start to feel and then in point would join the rebellion and then he ends up pretty much tricking Bale into giving up all the rebels. Yeah. Um, so the whole time he's been being played, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But the little things you can notice, did you notice that he has actually been feeling himself? You find out the yeah. whole thing is bullshit. Because you find out a father doesn't even exist. Yeah. It's just like the face of the... You, he died long ago. But you find out this whole time, DuPont... He doesn't believe he's actually been feeling the whole time because if you look, he's in his office. He's got all paintings and everything. Oh, I didn't even know. And even that. says when he dies, he mentions like, "Don't kill me." Like I feel, I don't. You see, I feel. And he he, yeah. he quotes a poem as well to him. Oh, that's crazy. so. This whole time he's not even. And, and even even at the beginning too, if you notice, he's constantly getting mad at Christian Bale and like yeah. slamming and yelling. If you're emotionist, you're not yelling and shit, yelling right? and stuff. He's been feeling this whole time, and it's all just been a ruse. He doesn't oh, even believe what he's crazy. selling the people. So I thought that was kind of a cool mm-hmm. thing to uh, put ah, together. Good, good pickup, man. Um, the other thing too, you find out that Christian Bale's kids have—they uh, haven't been taken. Yeah, they the, haven't uh, been taken since their, their mom got taken away. Uh, the one thing that was a, a big surprise too for me was that the woman does die. She gets fucking burnt right? alive. You think his. At first, you're like, oh, he's going to execute. But then he starts running, and you're like, ah, oh, he's going to make it and take out the guys and save her. But he doesn't make it in time. He gets there, and you're waiting for him to take out the people. But then the guy's like, 
Now, if you open that, it's going to set off a bomb that will explode or whatever. The, the fumes yeah, will crazy. blow up a whole, whole chunk of the city. So he has to just sit there and watch her burn, stare into her eyes as the fire pops up and That's kills crazy, her. Like, right? I thought that was like, whoa! Didn't expect that. Mm. There's some, there's some good stuff in there. Uh, so yeah, I do give the the film credit. Like it has balls. Oh yeah. And I thought even the scene where he takes out Sean Beam was really well done. Like mm-hmm. they did a really good job of like making you. Again, at that point, he's not feeling, but you can kind of see that he doesn't he want to do this, but he has to. Kill his friend. Um, Shoot him in the neck through a newspaper. Yeah. But yeah, uh, anything else you want to add for spoilers? Or um, How terrible did that, like when Tay Diggs' face got cut off, look? Yeah. Yeah. That's that one thing, like, ah, that CGI does not hold up. No, no. But it, it, the idea behind it is pretty fucking Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, I love, too, that, that scene. Like, Tay Diggs has been his equal this whole time. You're like, we're going to get this badass action scene. And it's like, no, he fucking takes him out pretty easily. Like, almost, it almost makes you wonder if, yeah. like, when he was sparring, if he was even trying, like, his heart. Yeah. So he was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to make you think you have a yeah. standing chance. Because he easily took him out. The other guy almost put up more of a fight yeah. with DuPont. But I, I, I thought that was cool. Like, on one hand, it's like it's a bit of a disappointing that the, the fight. But at the same time, we just got the amazing hallway yeah. scene and everything that I, I thought it was kind of like a, a nice surprise, actually, that they, they went a different way than you thought. But, um,. Yeah, I, is that it for spoilers? Yeah, that's it for spoilers. Okay, well, that's it for spoilers. I just had a couple things I just want to add, some trivia that I thought was kind of yeah, fascinating. Shoot. Daniel Radcliffe apparently auditioned for the role of his son. Oh, crazy. Didn't get it, so <laughs> I think they made a better choice there. I mean, what, what did he go on to do? Harry Potter. <laughs> <Yeah>. and- <laughs> Harry Potter. Lame. Um, the film actually never received a wide release because it actually had already turned a profit. It's weird. It only made five million worldwide, I believe, or seven million huh. on a twenty million dollar budget, which would make you think it was a huge bomb. Yeah. But apparently it wasn't. Apparently they had I think it was Miramax and the the Weinstein's then. Would have that been the Weinstein's? Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I think at the time. They had already sold it the worldwide white the worldwide rights. They had already sold the worldwide rights and made all their money back before the movie was even released. So they said, we've already made like our money back. Why do a release? Oh, that's we'd crazy. Be, we'll be risking spending money on marketing stuff, and then we, we might end up losing money. So we've already made a profit. That's just like, I think they threw in a couple theaters and made like a couple million dollars, but they just threw it out on DVD and took oh, the money crazy. that way. It was all profit at that point. So um, I thought that was kind of fascinating. Hmm. And the one thing I didn't notice, but in certain scenes, the muzzle flash of the pistols and ri- rifles fired by the clerks and guards, will uh, it looks like the tetragrammaton insignia, if you look oh. carefully. It, it kind of, oh, when he shoots, yeah. it's like a, kind of like a T or something, which I noticed, but I yeah. never put it together. That, yeah. yeah. That's their symbol. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, and one last thing. In the film... John Preston kills 118 characters. Oh, that's amazing. That's 118 a lot of people big in the film. body count. Yeah, apparently, again, this is a statistic as, yeah. as of 2009. I don't know how much has changed. But according to this site, it was the third place record for most deaths by one character in a movie. So. Like him and Rambo were uh, Yeah, well, there. we looked up. Rambo had less. I was looking up this with my buddy at work because he's like, ah, oh, that's this and this he was naming off characters and it's like no Rambo even in like the newest one and and Rambo I think it was just called Rambo he killed I think he killed like 70 or something holy moly but yeah I, mean, I, I wish I'd, I'd I was trying to find out who the top yeah. two were Rambo 3 maybe no what, it wasn't any of the Rambo films I don't know who it would have been I'm trying to think of who else killed a fuckload of people Terminator no I don't think so Terminator 2 <laughs> Because in those films, he doesn't go around and kill rooms of people. Like I guess, He'll yeah. kill like a guy or two yeah. in a scene, then in, you know another scene, he'll kill a guy or two. But 
this is 118. Like, so someone yeah. had to beat them. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know who they were. If you guys can find yeah, it yeah, out, yeah, uh, let us know. I'd, I'd love to hear it. But um, this has been our dystopian, the end of our dystopian uh, film series. I'm sure some of you are like, why did you guys, <laughs> you know, you, you guys aren't a podcast that analyzes the hell out of yeah. films. You guys do fart and poo jokes. So maybe we're not, but we just kind of want to watch these films. I mean, this yeah. this whole show is just like, what movies do we want to watch? That's pretty we much what it is. We don't really think too much about it. But the good news is we'll be back to more something in our caliber yeah. next uh, And way more Dick and Fart jokes coming up. <laughs> where we're going to cover four action movies. And then we will promise, I know people are kind of like, what the hell, man? Movie City Minix, where's the horror? We'll be back with some horror. But we just we want to cover this because it felt like it was the right time yeah. with everything going on in the these world. These four movies are pretty fucking scary. To be honest, and right? yeah. and and uh, yeah, action is just something we've been wanting to do. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I picked up the director's cut of Commando and I've had an itch <laughs> to watch it. And I was like, let's just do an episode and have fun with it. So we're going to hopefully get our buddy Stokes uh, down, who is, you know, the biggest Seagal fan. He runs just like him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But um, yeah, we just, we're going to have a, some fun yeah. and uh, kick back. Maybe have some beers, who knows. But uh, if and you then know- we'll be back with some horror. Who has the highest body count in a movie? You can, yeah, let us know. Uh, give us a shout at uh, our email account is the uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on Twitter at moviecitymaniac, or you can just join us on uh, Facebook or uh, we have yeah, the just, uh, group page. Just reply when we post the episode. Yeah. Reply if you can find figure it out, uh, mm, or if you know off the top of your head. Yeah, yeah, we we I'm definitely curious. Yeah, yeah me to too, know. actually. But yeah, anyways, share us uh, your thoughts. Uh, you know, if you think. Uh, we're crazy. Yeah. If you think Equilibrium is a 3 out of 10 and, you know, Fahrenheit 451 is a 9 out of 10, <laughs> tell us why, what we're missing there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess with this, just uh, stay away from books. Take that prosium. Yeah, yeah, and love each other, guys. Love each other. Bye. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kyle. And uh, we're here to uh, bail out uh, Equilibrium. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, weird. How do you make any jokes about this movie? So Barton Street on a Sunday, I went down to drop it off around 11 o'clock Sunday morning. Then I walked to the library and I saw like three prostitutes on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. That's insane, right? So any good or? Oh yeah, you know what? Two are okay, but the third one wasn't that. Wasn't the uh, she? She couldn't perform she well. Sold the money yeah, 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 yeah. She she chocolate delighted me. <laughs> <laughs>